Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday. I better turn off my speakers before I get a phone. It's Tuesday. Hi, I'm Tom. You can find me by Googling Cannabis Lawyer and then clicking over to my website, CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. I wanted to jump on here on Tuesday morning. I've started an adult use laws Facebook group that you can join that I'm going live on here, and I've left them a link. And that link, oh, I guess I can drop it right there into the people that may be uh, chatting on YouTube. So, yeah. There you go. Cypress just jumped on. So that link right there will take you to the new Illinois adult use laws. And those Illinois adult use laws are fairly comprehensive. So I wanted to make a video and then it's going to be called like, you know, the the overview of the Illinois adult use laws. And over the summer, I'm going to be creating uh, each one. Well, not each one. I'm only going to do like one on taxes, for example, even though it's two of the articles. They have an article for taxes for the cultivators and another article on taxes for the excise. Uh, and I'll just jump that into one uh, post and then one video. And the whole goal on this and how I get a lot of my clients, of course, is through the Internet and use of SEO. And so if you Google Cannabis Lawyer, you'll find me, Tom Howard, CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. And uh, what I'm going to be doing then is I'm going to be educating the public by going at, through each one of these articles and creating content on it so that when people Google about that, uh, my content will come up. And then if they have any questions, I've made my website very, very easy to get in touch with me or my office so that we can start the process. And I've already gotten, gosh, oh man, I got like 10 calls to follow up with today because it's Tuesday. So Monday was dig out from a weekend accumulation for work. And now Tuesday is, hey, jump on here and say hello, because tomorrow uh, we usually do uh, cannabis legalization news with Miggy at 2 p.m. Central noon Pacific Standard Time. And I'm going to have to um, we're going to have to shift that one around for this week. There's a lot to cover in uh, legalization news, but I have to give a talk as to uh, collection law uh, tomorrow in Springfield, Illinois. And if everything goes right, I'll stop over at the Bureau of Medicinal Plants and you know say hi to uh, Jeff Cox. Hopefully that's what's going to happen. But uh, for right now, I just wanted to go through each aspect of, and by aspect, I mean, not aspect. They're called articles. In law, let's go over some naming conventions for laws. Uh, laws typically start with findings of fact. 
And then um, after that, you get into, you know, the authority section and then you usually get into the, the actual act itself and what the uh, laws are trying to accomplish. So what we're going to do, I mean, it's a 610 page law. That's it's a big one. And interestingly enough, out of that 610 pages, the vast majority of it is in one section. Which one? Stick around. We're going to be talking about it. Now, the law is actually broken into 999 articles. I'm assuming that Herman Cain was involved in the last naming convention. Uh, that doesn't really matter. Usually, laws go by sections of five. And so, uh, in this case, the, uh, the Adult Use of Cannabis Act, which let's actually go to it. I'm not sure what its specific name is. And I am also at the bo absolute bottom. So, that's, uh, that's bad editing right there. So, there it is. Uh, Short title, this act may be cited as the Cannabis Regulation and Tax Act. So it's no, it's not really the um, adult use law. And I should rename the titles of this YouTube for SEO purposes specifically to match what is actually the name of the law. The uh, Illinois, nope, Cannabis Regulation and Tax Act. That's it. Doesn't even have the word, word Illinois in it. So Cannabis Regulation and Tax Act. Great. So the short title and then the definitions on that. Definitions are actually really, really important when it comes to uh, statutes. And they usually, like, for example, cannabis isn't necessarily a uh, defined term of art in law, but marijuana and hemp specifically are. And there are actual definitions of both of these in federal and state law. Uh, the most famous, of course, is the definition of Schedule One THC uh, cannabis as marijuana under the Controlled Substances Act. But uh, if you read uh, Article 1 of the, uh, what is it called again? It's the Cannabis Tax and Regulation. No, it's the CRTA, the Cannabis Regulation and Tax Act. So if you read the, the reasons for that and uh, the, the uh, definitions, you'll get a lot of the actual bill. And then it drops to Article Number 5. Article 5 is... Um, let me see if I could do this in a different method and find. Nope. That's one of the problems when doing these live shows. And then I have like nine different browser windows open. Uh, good point. I've actually ordered a teleprompter, so that will stop this aspect. I could just be reading it. But anyway, the authority section, that's it. it the authority section is Article 5, and it charges the Department of Agriculture uh, to, and that's it's the third expansion of the Department of Agriculture's relationship with the cannabis plant. Uh, now, it, the Department of Medicinal Plants doesn't just have uh, medical marijuana and hemp, but it also will have adult use cannabis. And then uh, Article 7, and that's where the, the naming convention kind of skips, is social equity in cannabis. Uh, typically, the articles go like 5, 10, 1, 5, 10, of course. It starts with a 1. Uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 55. It goes like that all the way until it just skips and it goes to 900. And the 900 is all the amendments. Why? Because then you have all those numbers from, I believe, the last one is 65 all the way to 900 for amendments to the actual act that may happen. As you're going to be finding out, Illinois adult use is heyday is probably not going to be on uh, on the menu until 2022. And there's a lot of reasons for that. As you are reading the 
<clears throat> Cannabis Regulation and Tax Act. And so uh, Article 7 specifically uh, talks to the aspects of the social equity in cannabis that kind of goes back to uh, Article 1 of the purpose of the law. And the purpose of the law, quite plainly, is that there are supposed to be social equity. And that social equity is then built in to a lot of the reviews and the reports that will be coming online over the course of the next few years. Now, again, we're going to be doing individualized, more detailed uh, videos on this. This one is just the first one that starts the um, the new, what do they call those forms? It's not a form. It's just a file, a file on YouTube. What's the name of a file on playlist? It's a it's a playlist on YouTube that uh, will put all these various articles in there that we have created for the content. So Article 10 um, you know, deals with the personal use of cannabis. And that personal use is actually quite detailed. It's not just the uh, home grow aspects for qualified medical marijuana patients in Illinois. It has personal use details that goes into um, a lot. I mean, like it goes into discrimination, punishments for underage or unauthorized use, employer liability, policy objectives behind the uh, word Illinois isn't in there, but it's Cannabis Regulation and Tax Act. And so after that, it skips, of course, to 15. And 15 is when the real, yeah, I mean, home grow and personal use aspects are cool and social equity is is just very, very um, ethereal almost. I can't believe that we are uh, our, our access to justice or, or our legislation of that is, is getting to this, this point, and it's very aspirational. But uh, Article 15 is kind of when the practicalities of it all come in. We're talking then about the dispensing organizations. Now, of course, the early dispensing organizations are going to be the current 20 uh, or so. Well, those aren't the dispensing organizations. The cultivation is the 20 cultivations. And then there are more dispensing organizations in the state. But it's going to be all the medical marijuana players will be the early ones. And they have to pay. They're uh, their uh, fees that they have to pay to the state are quite hefty. But uh, that the, the, the dispensing organization section, section 15, is actually quite long. It uh, starts on page 63 of the law and it ends on page 162. So it's 100 pages on dispensaries. There's a lot of nuance. And, you know, that might not just be one video on dispensaries. That might be a couple of videos on dispensaries. Excuse me while I take a small brief uh, a swig of coffee from my uh, Ike's, that's right, Ike's in Seattle mug. Ike's, wonderful place. So um, let's talk about the actual numbers really, really briefly, Three uh, 30,000 foot view. Uh, there will be 75 uh, dispensing organizations uh, granted by the state for May of 2020 and 110 by the end of 2021. And I get a lot of calls saying like, how do I, how much is, how much is that? And uh, one of the things that I should be directing these people to, and I will be, is Article 15 on the dispensing organizations and the amount of regulations that the businesses that are trying to get into there have to have. Many businesses, I hope I don't shock you to tell this, but many businesses really are not that well run and nor are they that well documented. There's a lot of handshakes and well, that was our deal. Great. 
Um, and the deals like that hopefully work because if they don't, they become very, very difficult to enforce. Uh, and, but that will not be the case if you're going to get a dispensing license because a lot of policy and a lot of the documents that uh, established successful large you know, uh, businesses have like you know, company employee policy handbooks and stuff like that and security protocols. I mean, most even... Larger companies will have like a, an employee handbook, but they may not have a security protocol. Well, the dispensing organizations, they actually need one. And the, all these things are called for in the law and then also provided for in what applications, which will be scored, by the way. So as you are trying to get the best score, because you're trying to get into Harvard and get a, a, an adult use dispensary uh, license in 2020 in Illinois, uh, you need to put together a fairly large comprehensive package as if you are um, a sophisticated operating business that is used to like basically dealing in gold bullion or something that's so valuable that people think it's just going to be stolen from you and it needs to be tracked. Be advised. So like when people ask me how much it's going to cost, I'm like, well, I'll tell you what, for right now, I'll put my retainer at 10,000. But as we've been reviewing the law, it's probably going to need to be higher simply because, well, you need this and you need that and you need that. And there might be a consultant that's there. It's like, I can do this business plan for you. Please ask that consultant if they have a fiduciary duty to your company because they do not. Uh, you're a lawyer actually kind of has to act in your uh, company's best interest. It's, it's this whole thing. Uh, about fiduciary duties that uh, certain professions have. That's one of the reasons why you have malpractice insurance. So ask the um, the cannabis cultivator who's going to give you the uh, business plan uh, and what type of malpractice insurance policies do you have? And they'll be like, anyway, uh, so that's the 75 for May 2020. Good luck getting into that log jam. And then there will be another 110 by the end of 2021. Like I said, in 2022 is when the industry will become more mature. And those numbers can then start to grow thereafter through the amendment process and also the control of supply, which the control of supply is detailed in this law as well. May have to do a whole video on that. Okay, Article 20, more of the real uh, procedural bread and butter, like the stuff that everybody's interested in. If you're not interested in having a dispensary, then you're usually interested in having a grow, a cultivation center. So Article 20 cultivation centers are already booked, sorry. Uh, but uh, they are only booked until about January, nope, July of 2021. So there are 20 cultivators in Illinois because those are the 20 cultivators for medical marijuana. That number can go up to 30 by 2021. Uh, before you start thinking you're going to go big, I want you to understand that there's going to be two lanes in, um, and not like the University of New Orleans, but there's going to be two lanes in uh, adult use cannabis in Illinois. There's going to be your Budweiser, and then there's going to be your um, craft brew. And so the cultivation lane is essentially your Budweiser lane, because if you have that, there are restrictions over you having a craft grow. So uh, cultivation licenses are already booked. There could be another 10. These are going to be your larger players. I don't know which of the very, very large players. Like, for example, I'm not sure if MedMen is in Illinois. Uh, I'm not. They may be, but I, I'm not familiar with any of their brands. But those types of larger players will be the cultivation centers pursuant to Article 20. Uh, the absolutely coolest stuff starts on article 25. That is, you can now go to college and not clown college. I mean, you can actually learn something. You can get a cannabis vocational pilot program. It's coming for the 2021 to 2022 school year, and you can get your career, uh, 
in cannabis certificate. And that gives you access to more plants. Uh, it may be an arbitrary number. A lot of the numbers that, and a lot of the numbers and line drawing that are done with the marijuana laws specifically are arbitrary. Sorry, uh, we can change the rules over time. We just have to kind of pick up where, where we are. At least it's not 1972. So there's that. Um, and, and that's great that these people are going to get a uh, certificate in cannabis. And so Illinois will be one of the leading states in teaching uh, the cultivation of the plant. Well, not just the cultivation, it's the career and the cannabis certificate. So there's a lot of science that goes into the plant, especially when it's grown uh, indoor. Uh, and then we skip to Article 30. Article 30 is the craft growers. Craft growers, now that's that's really where the action is, um, the excitement, because the craft growers are the microbrews of the uh, marijuana world. Totally made up, I believe. I'm not sure if there's other laws in the, in the country that have craft, perhaps. 40, 40 craft grows on July 1st of 2020 will be announced. And that's not very many, but you know, again, it's like getting into Harvard and it's going to be very expensive again, because the same reasons that made the dispensing uh, license expensive to get it, the craft licenses will be even more expensive because there's even more security protocols and like destruction protocols of the, the roots and stuff like that. Uh, and other protocols that you must follow to, and like uh, so much, so many of the background checks and all that. So all the uh, documents that you could have to operate your business uh, need to be in the business's application. So you kind of have to, uh, usually when you're a growing business and like, you know, I'm a business lawyer, I'd be like, oh, here's those contracts. Great. Oh, you're doing better. Oh, you're hiring employees. Do you have a contract for that? No, oh, you've got a few more employees. So well, maybe you need a handbook. You know, you kind of grow organically. But with uh, the licensor of marijuana, you actually have to have all that prepackaged. And that's why I say it's a team sport. Put your team together. It's not going to be cheap, you know, and you also it's not only prepackaged. You also have to then hit the social equity um, aspects so that you can get the highest score for your application, which, by the way, is an application. You are trying to get into Harvard non-refundable application. <sighs> so that is craft growers. And that takes us to 2021, uh, December of 2021. There'll be another 60. So that's 100 craft growers in the state of Illinois by 2022, and that's when the number can go up to a whole maximum of 150. So that might be more of a rolling procedure as opposed to like hard deadlines with, you know, the, the first wave of, of craft and also dispensing will probably be like a, a wave. And then it might start uh, getting smoother after it, it definitely will start getting smoother after that. Uh, interesting thing after that is um, go to page 219 of Article 30 and look at subsection N. Right there, you're going to find something so interesting that I'm actually going to try again to find that really, really quick. I'm just going to hit 219 and hope that's the only one. No, there's actually two numbers of 219 in the law. One of them is the actual page number and the other one is some other number. But anyway, Pursuant to that, pursuant to N, uh, let me reframe this because the camera's right there and then it almost looks like I'm looking at it. Uh, it is unlawful for any person having a craft grower license or any associate, yada, 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 and they really go vast with agent uh, to deliver or offer money or anything else of value 
to any person having uh, the current licenses, that would be the medical uh, or the larger uh, licenses in that, uh, or in any member of family, anything, let's see, uh, or to, uh, what's the whole quick of it? I mean, it just keeps going on. You can't, like, you can't do anything to try to get placement within those organizations. And then there's further restrictions as to how many people can own. For example, an agent or participant in the management, no more than three craft growers license. So there will be some overlap of the industry, but what they have tried to do uh, through uh, the craft grower articles towards the end there on that page 219, they've really tried to limit the um, monopolization and the uh, conglomeration. Uh, now, if you want to see an example of this, you can look at the number of U.S. banks and not the actual U.S. bank, but the number of banks in the aggregate in the country over the past 40 years. And it kind of looks like every other business. There was a lot 40 years ago, and now there's very, very few through consolidation and regulatory compliance. So they are trying in this sense to start the um, disbursement of these industries as much as they can. And then over time, of course, things just tend to go toward M&A and consolidation. Uh, but it looks like they've really tried to make it um, more horizontal as much as much as they can to keep the small business uh, craft aspect of it, which I think is great because, you know, I, I don't want to really work with craft growers like I, I, unless they really understand brand, you know, and be like, all right, so what strains do you really love? How are you going to save it? How are you going to make cannabis the best? But also, how are you going to use that brand concept to accomplish the social equity goals? What's What's your story, man? Let's go to Article 35, which comes after the craft growers. It's where you basically have the processors. The processors, it's infuser organizations. If you actually look through the law, there's not really a processor's license. Um, the, the term processor license only appears two times in the law. Uh, it looks like the growers are able to take their flour and process it into a concentrate, uh, but maybe also the infusers can can process that flour into a concentrate and then use it for uh, their infused products. And so infused products, you know, edibles, I guess, would be the most uh, readily at the top of my head after that tinctures, you know, um, topical patches, stuff like that. Uh, and so there will be a different infuser license. Uh, the numbers for the infuser license uh, are, I believe, the same for the numbers of the um, dispensaries. After that, you have something else that's brand new. Article 40, transporting organization licenses. So this is a smaller cost, but it seems that in the future, next summer, uh, if you are going to be moving the product from uh craft cultivator or infuser uh, to dispensary, uh, you need to have one of these transportation organizations be the shipper, if you will. So shipments and transportation organizations. So your commercial shippers might want to get into the game. However, uh, you have to read Article 40 to see there's probably going to be regulations as to what types of trucks they're, they're going to use and who uh, will be even eligible to obtain the transportation license. Uh, those are the principal uh, 
aspects of the, and it's not called the Illinois Adult Use Law. Again, it is the Cannabis Regulation and Taxation Act. After that, we do get to Articles uh, 45, which is Enforcement and Immunities, uh, Article 50, Labs and Testing. And I hope with the labs, and I know they, they will do this, uh, it'll just be as pure of marijuana as the medical one is. Fortunately, I turned off my uh, audio on this earlier. Otherwise, I just would have gotten a phone call. <clears throat> so again, hopefully the one of the greatest things about the adult use, if those labs and testings, and we have the same type of controls, which will be a little bit more difficult with the uh, craft cultivations because there's more to police, but uh, Illinois marijuana is very, very clean. And uh, that's great. And the, they, they do it because of the way uh, the regulations that they have for the testing. And I hope that those continue to get expanded into adult use so that Illinois marijuana can continue to be clean. And then some of those craft cultivators will actually be able to have organic marijuana, which would be flipping cool. All right. So that's labs and testing. Article 50. Article 55, general provisions. These these provisions aren't like miscellaneous, which is Article 900. But um, this is more along the lines of your packaging restrictions, uh, restriction cannabis zones. So like no cannabis in your school, stuff like that. Uh, rulemaking, the validity of contracts that might undermine a very novel bankruptcy theory that I'll be discussing after my bankruptcy hearing at two o'clock with the trustee and maybe the judge to hear. And this is an interesting bankruptcy theory. I might as well just uh, uh, have you guys look at it. Uh, now, in Article 55, it says that the contracts are valid and it's a state law. Uh, and, and bankruptcy looks towards state laws when determining property rights. But uh, that is still an illegal contract. All right. Under federal law, under state law, I mean, because of the supremacy clause, one of the reasons why a bank, a cannabis companies can't file for bankruptcy is because no trustee will be able to commit a, a federal crime in uh, administering the bankruptcy estate. So why doesn't the trustee say, I can't do this, uh, your honor, uh, the bankruptcy judge being your honor, and make a motion to invalidate uh, the contracts or declare them uh, null and void under federal law, something like that. And so, you know, you could still uh, get uh, the effect of a discharge, but uh, not have to administer the bankruptcy estate. Of course, there's numerous reasons why they would say no to that. And I'll find out later uh, at two o'clock. So Article 60 and 65 finger thing means the taxes. Uh, that's kind of interesting because there's going to be two layers of taxes. They're going to tax it kind of like it is a VAT tax as it's being uh, cultivated. And then they're going to tax it as an excise tax when it's being sold. Uh, first Tuesday of the month at 10 o'clock, tornado sirens are going off and there's not actually a tornado this time. Uh, article 900 are amendments. As you see, they jumped from Article 65 to Article 900. Uh, it's a very large jump, but uh, usually with these naming conventions, now they have a lot more space to add various amendments to this Cannabis Regulation and Taxation Act before they hit up against Article 900. Um, let's see. And then the actually the amendment section is the largest section of the entire act, comprising approximately 50% of it, because uh, a lot of different changes in other laws had to be done when you legalized marijuana. So 300 pages of amendments. I mean, can you imagine what the amendments would look like at the federal level or in your state? Uh, anyway, and then finally, you have miscellaneous. Uh, miscellaneous is Article 999. It deals with some amendment issues and also uh, has an effective date. And there you go. That, in a very, very 30,000-foot nutshell, is a summary of all the articles found in the uh, 
Illinois Cannabis Regulation and Taxation Act. Now, what does that mean? It means, well, you should subscribe to Cannabis Legalization News, uh, like us on our Facebook group, Illinois Adult Use Laws, and then sit back, ask questions, participate, and get a better understanding of this particular law as it goes into effect and matures from now until 2022. So if you have any questions, again, I'm Tom, you can Google me at Cannabis Lawyer, and then click on my website, CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. Now, if you excuse me, I need to get back to actually uh, doing the work for the people.